You can blame it all on me. I was born and I just can't live without you. I don't know that song. That was pretty good. That was, that was pretty good. That was right off the cuff. Yeah. Oh man. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Vino today. Ooh, vino. <laughs> it sounds like we didn't. We weren't actually. Doing <laughs> it sounded like, like a fake ass. Like that was such like a radio thing. Like, bing, yeah. And it's, <laughs> like we said that out. And ah, like that's, <laughs> that's what like all of LeBron's Sprite commercials are because he does not drink that. Shit. He does not He's drink like, that I will at not all. Not put that poison in my body. No, sir, I will not. He was like, you want me to drink this Sprite? <laughs> no, you know what he said. He was like, you fill that up. With Perry yeah. right fucking now. Nobody's gonna know the difference. No, it's, it's, it's fucking clear, man. It's fucking That's clear. why I drink all that shit. I just realized that my LeBron sounds like my Trump, which is like <laughs> two on point. Boom. Two on point. Bum. Oh man. Well, what a be- what what better segue than that? Yeah. Um, welcome back, you ball bags. This is NBA episode twenty six. It's a brothers episode. We're brothers. We're happy and, and we're singing, singing and we're colors. Give me a high five. Boom. Oh. We are back. Uh, Matt is out this week. He's got some work-related things going on. So it's going to be a one-on-one matchup this week between Nikki and Jay Keyless, brother versus brother. I think this is perfect because you want to know what other two brothers were in the news? Oh, shit. Oh, I'm just starting it. <laughs> Yo, the Ball segue. Brothers. <laughs> wow. Segway. What a segue. So it came out this week that... Uh, so, of course, LeVar took LaMelo out of high school. He took LiAngelo out of UCLA. And he said, fuck them all. Um, they're both going to go to the NBA. And um, we're going to send them to Lithuania, home of uh, Arvidas Sabonis, Matt's favorite player from the 90s. Yeah. Um, shout out to Matt Reed and his love for Eastern European basketball players. I also found out... Uh- my coworker, who just said he was listening, started to listen to the podcast. His wife's from Lithuania. Chill. Yeah. What's your coworker's name? Will. What's up, Will? Shout out to Will. It's What's gonna up, be Will? there for like a month. What? Well, in Europe and all that. We were talking about like Milan and everything. What do they eat in Lithuania? Goats? I I don't know. Is it weird that as soon as you said goats, I was like, that might be right, but it also might be racist. It feels racist. I wish we had a drop right now. Uh, That's racist. That's racist. Uh, Anywho, so this is crazy, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I forgot that LaMelo, the youngest ball child, the is only 16. Yes. Now, here's my thing is European players get paid pretty well. These guys are both young, but they have so much name recognition just yeah. internationally. So if they don't make it to the NBA. The coach also already said they're not going to play. No, neither one of them is going to play. Yeah. Not a chance. Like, not no. right now. Hell no. No chance. No. I mean – yeah, there's just no way. Neither no. one neither one of them has gone through the rigors that has been like the European basketball league. So like they don't even know who they are. They just know them because they're famous. Yeah. So you sign those guys because you want to get fans yeah, yeah. in the seats and if it turns out great, awesome. Great. Yeah. You then they just become great players. If not, hey man, you got fans coming to see if they may if they play may that play day. and they'll be perfect like garbage exactly. men. Exactly. They're so garbage it's just time. like they're the garbage balls. <laughs> that's bad. That's yeah, bad. that's try really again, mean. Try again, try again. I, I got nothing. Okay. Well, so the Ball Brothers are going to Lithuania. Um, we'll see how it goes, man. I, I, LaMelo may have had a chance had he stayed here. He might still have a chance. In I think he still has he's a 16. chance. Yeah, he's 16. He, and all Let's honesty, just say it takes him three years. Let's say he plays in Lithuania for three years, and then they're like, oh, he's legitimate. He's growing up. He's playing. He's playing meaningful minutes. Mm. It's not inconceivable that... 
he could make it to the NBA. Maybe, yeah. He's so young. Yeah. He's so young. Again, I don't think Lamelo's uh, not Lamelo. Leangelo. Leangelo. Oh, we always be forgetting that one. The fattest ball child. Yeah, the fattest ball. We um, always forget his name. Yeah, I don't think he's gonna make it. I, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're just they're an interesting family. It's just <sighs> they're the Kardashians of the basketball. World. Is he the d- d- dad of the year? Is he the <laughs> no? <laughs> no? <laughs> did, you, did you stutter because you didn't even want to like actually say it? No, no, that's a shout out to uh, Miro from. Jesus <laughs> oh, that's my that's bad. What he does in his AKs. Okay, the, d- d- dad of the year. <laughs> uh, oh, we didn't even introduce ourselves. Oh, we didn't. Tell them who you are, buddy. Hi, I am Nikki Kiles, aka. Lamello Balleroni. That's terrible. Oh, God. No oh, shit. Well, I'll just go there. Shaquille Oatmeal. I mean, that's a classic. Get him. Penne Hardaway. Mm-mm. JJ Red Sauce. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Bismack Be Humble. Mantabane. I should have said that. I should have said <laughs> that for the JJ Red yeah, Sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Um, Serge Ebok Choi. Mm, get him. Yeah. I don't know why I did the I did the hove. Yeah, no, I didn't have a reason for it. They don't even sign. They don't even sign a Rockefeller. No, I don't, I just, no, you're bad. It's whatever. Uh, it's your boy Ben and Jerry Simmons, aka Jimmy. I can't believe it's not Butler, aka Ricky Blue Boys T, aka Rudy Gogurt. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy Gogurt. That's pretty good. That's, That's a good, good one. Yeah. Uh, it's me, Jay. Um, anyways, so. Next on the agenda this week. We actually had a lot of stuff to talk about this I week. I liked how we pretty much had a cold open by talking about the balls. Right? And then we started the show. Brothers. Super. Segway. Yeah. Back back into it. Boom. Cold open over. Now nice. we're back. <laughs> we're real professional. That, we're getting good at this. Um, <laughs> Kawhi came back this week. Ah, uh, yes. You excited? Kawhi. I'm so shocked. The Spurs are third in the West, and they haven't had Kawhi up until this week. Yeah. That's shout out to Pop for being the oh best coach in the NBA. Oh my god, yes. How Pop do you do is that? So good. How do you look at the rest of these teams in the NBA? You look at like like the Grizzlies and you look at like Orlando and some of these teams that's like I mean, granted, they have LaMarcus Aldridge, so you know yeah. they have him, right? So it's better than a lot of these other teams, but like the Memphis Grizzlies still have Marcus All. They still have yep. a, a top five center. But in the they league. don't have Mike Conley, so all of a sudden they couldn't do anything. Right. And it's like, dude, you look at like what and they Pop don't have, is able to do. I was gonna say they also don't have like a Donovan Mitchell who comes out of nowhere. No, right. So you look at the Jazz, right? You look at dude, look at OKC. Yeah. OKC with those three guys versus Pop and LaMarcus Aldridge and whomever. Pagasol's ghost. He's just he's the man, dude. He's yeah. the best coach in the NBA. Uh, yeah, He's it's him right ridiculous. now, and this is what I said on last week's episode. It's quite possible that Pop, if he gets him, like let's say top two, now that Kawhi's back, top yeah. two in the in the Western Conference, why can't he be the coach of the year? Yeah, you had you didn't have Kawhi for the first two months of the season, and you still made it. That That's high. what I'm saying. I don't understand it. Yeah, Kawhi's back. I mean, early early season predictions had him as an MVP candidate. It's really weird to think, like, I'm just sitting here, I'm like, man, I weirdly can't wait to figure out who wins coach of the year this year. I mean, it's a a heated battle. To a lesser extent, executive of the year. Yeah, much less. I mean, outside of, you know, obviously Matt Reed. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's going to be a tight race, though. You got LeBron on your tail. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, But no, like, so Kawhi's back. First game back. What did you say? I, I know you brought up the numbers earlier. Uh, so what he had, you it was 15 minutes, 13 points, six rebounds. So efficient. I think like three assists, a steal, and a block. That's and he had And he had plus eight on the night. Yeah. He's just, they're, uh, man. It, now, the question's going to be is, LaMarcus has been so good this season. Mm-hmm. So, does Kawhi coming back hinder LaMarcus? Or is it good that they got a chance to figure out what is LaMarcus good at? 
and now we just plug Kawhi in. Yeah, I, I, knowing, I feel like Kawhi and Pop probably after every game they were on, you know, on the phone watching film and being like, all right, you see what Lamarcus Aldridge is doing? You see these thirty-seven spots that the defense isn't paying attention to. Those are the thirty-seven spots you will teleport to. Well, the, yeah, that's what you can do. And the other good thing too is like Kawhi can play like that small four position where like he can post people up on the block. He can stretch out big fours, shoot the three, and, and, he's and just, outrun he does, the big fours. He does everything. Yeah. So, like, now you've been able to figure out how far can we stretch LaMarcus Aldridge outside of the paint? Because, like, the last two years, they couldn't figure out where do we put him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you figure out, like, oh, he's really good in this position. He's really good with the ball here. He likes the ball at the top of the key. He likes to stretch the ball, you know, 22, 25 feet out from the, from the, th- uh, from the, from the rim, maybe even from three-point range on yeah, occasion from probably. the corner. So now you've kind of figured out where are his spots on the court, and you just throw Kawhi in there, and it's just like and, – you you called it. Tad Hall on the on the preseason podcast called it. Rudy Gay has been a godsend for this yeah. place. He really has. Yeah. I, I, you guys got me. You got me. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this. That's because he's in Pop's system now. That's fair. That's fair. Pop is... Pop is a goddamn oracle. He's it's like Bill Belichick. Like you go to the Patriots yeah. and you just like you fall in line. Yeah, because you fall like, in line the beginning of the job. season, everyone's like, "Uh oh, defensive problems for the Patriots." That now their defense is like almost as good as their offense, and their offense is amazing. It's incredible, man. Anyways, back to basketball. It's incredible. It's, uh, it's just so crazy how good of a fucking coach Pop is. Well, Kawhi's back, and that's just good for basketball. Yes. That's just another. And honestly, it's pretty early in the season. If he had just a crazy good run, right? Let's say they finish, theoretically, top two. Because I don't think a top three finish is going to do it for him. Yeah. Top two in, because they're already in the, in, like, if they were, like, sixth and then he came back and they and went up to three, three, yeah. then you got a case. They're already at three. They finished top two. Yeah. And his numbers are incredible and his defensive numbers are even better. Especially with MVP. I know, you, I know you're going to bring up spoiler alert, people. We're talking about the MVP possibilities. It's all got recency bias on it. Always. Like crazy. It always has. It always has. So if he just like, they're like, he was injured for two months and then he came back. Well, technically three months. Well, and, and the, vo- the voters like storylines too. Yeah. You that's a great story. Like, oh, he's been out and now he came back and he almost won the it's MVP. A, it's you a should great give it story. to him. Look how much better they are. And it's, it's, I feel like we should change it. You know how they have like the, the Walter Payton, blah, yeah. blah, blah, like these different kind of awards with the person's name in front. It should be called the Sorry James Harden MVP award. <laughs> I, Yo, oh, if, if my he God. Loses, if he loses MVP this year, I, like, it's uh, rigged. He'll never get it. He'll never get I, it. I would – I hope I hope he loses it but wins a championship. Yeah. Just that's, as like a fuck you. That's kind season. of a great segue because uh, one of the topics that we had on tonight's agenda was – there's been some rumors going around that LeBron is maybe interested in going to the Rockets next year, signing like a, a smaller deal uh, to play with Chris Paul and with James Harden, and maybe Dwayne Wade comes over on like a small contract. Um, rumors have been floating around, former big three in the West with the Rockets. So the question is, should he do it? I think it would be cool. I don't. I legitimately don't think the Cavs – will ever have a chance to stick with the Golden State Warriors. No. Because, like, they've got so much money stuck in, like, the clutch sports guys that aren't doing as well as they were. Yeah. And with all that, I feel like he might be like, eh, fuck this. Let's just say theoretically. And that's, I mean, that or, like, the Sixers. 
Those so, are I know LA. I heard that too. Both of LA's I heard are that like too. Options, and LA, of course. But I don't think he would want neither one of them seem like good options basketball wise. The Lakers feel like a better option then cuz Brandon Ingram's been looking pretty solid. Lonzo, it's so early like yeah. we, we don't want to like we don't want to look too much into it but like it's it's really early. It, there's still a lot of hope and potential for him. Here's my thing though. So let's let's just say right now I I was looking at the standings earlier today and the Memphis Grizzlies, after coming out hot out of the gates, um, are now currently, I think, like the third. Let's take a look here. They are the worst team in the Western Conference. They are already so bad. Oh man, they I, are the worst team in the Western Conference. I didn't know that they that uh, the not even Mavericks caught past them. It's not even close. Wow. Now they're tied. They have the same record. But yeah. They've been on a slide. Yeah. On a huge slide. They're worse than the Lakers. They're worse than the Kings. They're, they're worse, worse than, than the Clippers. Phoenix. Yeah, they're worse than Phoenix. Right. So, um, Marcus all sitting there. Big contract. Big real contract. Big, real big contract. You got you, whoever you're thinking of, you know, GMing for right now in your mind, you got to move a lot of shit to I'm get just, him. So let's, I'm just going to throw, I'm going to throw, let's, you're the GM of the Grizzlies, I'm the GM of the Cavs. Let's play this for, let's play this for a second. We're doing, okay. LeBron James, it was very nice to meet you. <laughs> Thank you. I, this is LeBron James. I, this is my real hair. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to give you, mm-hmm. ready? I'm going to give you Tristan Thompson. Okay. I'm going to give you Brooklyn's first round pick. Because they are sliding. Brooklyn's the one. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm going to give you... And the Brooklyn's pick's not protected, right? Unprotected. Unprotected, okay. I'm going to give you that Brooklyn pick. I'm going to give you a second round pick. I'm going to give you Ante Zidic and Iman Shumpert's expiring contract for Marcus Gasol. And a second round pick. This So first, second, Zizic, Thompson, Iman. Yep. For Marcus All, I'm wondering. And I'm gonna say Marcus All. I mean, I guess it makes sense to take. But the only thing I was wondering, I was like, well, that is two big men. Do I want more big men? Where it's it's a space happy league. It's a movement league, right? But you don't care if you're Memphis, right? Because you want to rebuild. Your team sucks. That's true. So Ante Zidges, young center. Tristan Thompson, big contract, but you know, solid NBA player. He can fill the spot for a while. Yeah, he it, contract that you're eating, and fine. in a couple years you let him go. Iman Shumpert, his contract's expiring. You let him go. So I give you those Z- three guys and, and, and two picks. And two picks, pretty much. I guess it's not terrible. Cause Actually, I just... take the first-round pick back. You get the second-round pick with those three oh, guys. Go fuck yourself. The, the only reason I was thinking was because of the first-round pick. All right, then I keep my second-round pick. I give you the first-round pick. Okay. Do you do it? Maybe, maybe. Why don't you do it? I Just because, like, I don't know. I feel like you could, at this point, get a little bit more from Marcus. Well, let's look at the West for a second. Marcus is always one of those, like, Fucking like underrated players, oh, like, exactly. all the time. Exactly. People are like, oh yeah, but but I, me, loving the underdog. I'm just like, no, I. Marcus saw so much, but no, shut up, you stupid hierarchy. Marcus saw's amazing, and that and now I'm can, just sitting here. And like, he can stretch the floor. Yeah, he can stretch the floor. He can stretch the floor. He plays phenomenal defense, and in a situation where he's motivated, Marcus saw's top five center in the league. Yeah. So that's why just, I don't want to give him up for that let's, little. Let's say hypothetically they swing a trade for Marcus saw. Now you have Marcus saw. Kevin, Kevin Love, Love, LeBron, Isaiah Thomas, J.R. Smith, Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder, Kyle Corver, Dwayne Wade, maybe Derrick Rose, Jeff Green, best season of his career. He is playing amazing. Best Can we season, talk about that for a second? Best season that of his me career. The fuck off he's averaging like thirteen points a game off the bench. I know it's crazy. What the shit's he's, happening? He's never been good ever. 
since like Boston. He hasn't been good since Boston. Yeah. He's been he went to Memphis, shit the bed. He went to the Clippers, shit the bed. He went to Orlando, terrible. Yeah. And now he's in Cleveland and he looks like a monster. I don't He's playing center, dude. Yeah. He's playing center for the Cavs. Yeah. On a regular basis. And doing a good job. It's it's incredible. It's yeah. a, it's a for me it's more of a LeBron thing than um than a than a Ty Lue thing. Yeah. But um yeah, it just I, I don't know. I uh I, I, um, I'm thinking that, you know, a, a trade from Marcus Saul could change their fortunes. It really could. Like, that's somebody who, in the right system, in a situation where they're trying to win, might keep him there. Anyways, it, it's a, it's a, it's a good opportunity now to, it's just, it's something to think about, right? So, like, if you look at all the situations that LeBron has, so. I was listening to the Ringers NBA podcast today, and they were talking about LeBron going to the Rockets. And, yeah. And basically what Kevin O'Connor was saying was, if you want a storyline, what's a better storyline? Going to L.A. and after all these years of being just absolute garbage, bringing a championship to L.A. with Paul George and Boogie and D-Wade maybe and all these other small pieces. Or like and you'd probably these, get Carmelo on, right. a low, on a low contract. Right. All these guys. Ooh, wouldn't that be like a real fuck you? If, I know it wouldn't happen. If, but if Chris Paul went to the Lakers like he should have years ago. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, Chris Paul hasn't signed with the Rockets yet. Yeah, I know. So he could take a deal. He could take a discount along with LeBron. To, now, would the Lakers sign Chris Paul if they've got Lonzo in the backcourt? Maybe. Mm. Probably. To I win mean, the championship? Yeah, I was going to say. Would you, would you choose the point guard or... Lavar's son, yeah, like that's that's a fair point. That's a I, fair I'm point. I'm not saying Lonzo's gonna never be good, but I'm saying it's gonna be his second season, which you know his dad's gonna talk doubly as much. As, oh, that's sure. not a real sentence, sure. but you know his dad's gonna do that shit <laughs> in the off season, doubly, doubly as much. Yeah, and like I, people are gonna be even shittier to to Lonzo if yeah. he can't fucking step it up for sure. Magic wants a goddamn championship, of course, of and course. he's gonna be like. Yeah, Chris Paul. You, well, and, and you want to take a fucking pay cut? Not only that, but nothing will legitimize Magic and Rob Palenka more than bringing in this team of superstars Huge. that take down the Warriors. Yeah. It would be incredible. Because then, they, you know, they always have, like, the Showtime Lakers, Jordan's Bulls, you know, the the Heat, the Heatle, I guess they call them sometimes, the Heatles, the Heatles, yeah. stuff like that. The fucking Banana Boat Lakers? Like, we're ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Man, it would be cool if Chris Bosh joined that team. Um, Even just as, like, a player coach. I don't know. The Lakers suck. The Grizzlies suck. Uh, speaking of another team that sucks, and this one hits me right in my dick hole, uh, <laughs> the Bulls, since Miritich has come back, have been on a four-game win streak, son. They're on a four-game win streak. They are, What are they doing? Yeah, Why are they doing yeah, this to me? Yeah. Why? Spike that mic. I'm sorry. <laughs> I... <clears throat> I'm sorry, listeners. Listen. Um, a, no, actually, you know what? By now. I'm just going to say this real quick. Before we talk about the Bulls, I think it's kind of a perfect thing to mention right before we do talk about the Bulls. This is the closest to, like, a sports talk radio show that this podcast has ever started. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, we're not, our tangents are small and also sports related. <laughs> I know. We're just having, like. Conversations with not like a crazy amount of stats because we're not fucking nerds. Yeah, yeah. I actually love looking at stats. Uh, but like, this is like the most sports talk radio. So this is Nikki and Jay's audition tape 
for 720. <laughs> so, the you score. know what? Here's what I was thinking, actually. So, Twitch, I, sh- I showed you that article this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitch is going to start streaming G League games, and Amazon bought them recently. They are going to start doing like regular programming. Yeah. Amazon, if you guys need some comments, uh, Twitch, hello. We're already on Twitch. We Yay got Network. This. The Yay Network is on Twitch. Ooh-hoo. We need to aim for that. That's so, the goal, is to be the first ever sports show on the Twitch channel. <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. I, Let's I was, get on the Twitch channel. I was going to say commentators on G League games. I mean, yo, I'll comment on G League games. I yeah. would love to watch Jimmy Fredette come back and play for the Westchester Ooh, Knicks. You know what I mean? That sounds amazing. Um, but anyways, the Bulls, so Miritich came back. Um, I also feel like he'd be on Utah's D- G League team, Jimmy Fredette. Well, he played with the Knicks last year. Yeah, but I feel like he'd go back. Because he's be a Mormon? Like, yeah. God. <laughs> Two on the nose, man. Two on the nose. Um... Are you happy with the recent Bulls uh, win streak? Does it make you happy to be a Bulls fan seeing them playing well? I'm. It actually it. I'm okay with it. It doesn't make me that mad. What makes me real mad is that Bobby Portis is and Nikola Mirotic are like they're playing oh, we're so cool. well together. Dude. Yeah, oh my they're, god, they're fucking high fiving <laughs> and they're just sitting there like, oh yeah. And the other day, fucking Nikola was like, I told you we we're gonna be four zero. We're gonna come up and. and this is the this is the best we've looked in a while or something like that. And he said he said, and I love this team. Team chemistry is awesome. And like I was like, you broke your face <laughs> on your teammates' <laughs> fist, and you're still <laughs> being like, yeah, bulls, yo, team like, first, you team first, me? team first. So here's my thing: you, unless he's doing this, and every like day he's texting Garpax and be like, you want you might want to trade me now. <laughs> He's he's sending them like insider trading tips, and he's like, uh, "The Miritich market value has gone up two points. You guys might want to fucking start s- s- sending my name so out." So that's there. what I was gonna say. Sell high. That's what I was gonna say. Is because like as much as it pains me to see them start winning, it's like they're at seven wins, dude. I wanted them win- to win ten games this whole season. Yeah. They're above. They're ahead of schedule, and it's pissing me the fuck off. Yeah. But silver lining is Miritich is playing really well. Yes, and. Actually, I want to see. Uh, pull up. Uh, let me pull up really quick, like what he's done over the last couple of games, because I don't know his ac- actual numbers, but they, as a team, have been playing incredibly yeah. well. Chris Dunn's also been doing very well. Yes, Chris Dunn also playing well, which is promising considering yes. Zach Levine's coming back soon, yep. and we didn't know who our point guard of the future was going to be. Yep. And Markkanen's doing pretty good. Markkanen's been good all season. I mean, yeah. he's had some lapses. He's had some up and downs. He's a rookie. It's going to yeah, happen. it's going it's inevitable. But he's he's looked pretty good. Um, the whole season, really good, really. Um, but the question is like, okay, so, um, what's his face? Um, so Chris Dunn has been playing well. Bobby Portis has been playing well. Larry Market is playing well. Zach Levine's coming back soon. Here's the positive of the whole situation is if Miritich continues to play well, I mean, him and Bobby com- combined for like 47 points the other day. Uh, yeah, I, and I just, found his stats. Absolutely. Yeah, read it off. The last four games. So, four games. He's only played four games, and they're all ones we freaking won. <laughs> Asshole. Uh, I know. Jerk. He's ruining it. He's averaging 25.5 minutes, uh, shooting 57%. Love it. 52% from three. Gang! Yeah. His effective field goal percentage is uh, .694, so about almost, yeah, 69%. Um, he's shooting, eh, who cares about his free throws? He's doing good there too. He's averaging 5.8 rebounds, absolutely no assists, uh, 0.5 steals, 0.5 blocks, and, uh, he's get 19.5 points per game. I mean, in four games. Yeah. Come on. 
It's he's doing great. What about rebounds? Rebounds, uh, total rebounds, five point eight. Yeah, so like, so, point, so like nineteen and six, basically nineteen now, and six. Yeah, as a starter on on an effective field goal of sixty nine percent. His three point percentage is fifty two percent. Fifty two, dude. So and he's shooting. He's averaging five point eight attempts per game. Silver lining, he keeps playing well. Trade deadline's in February. Now you can, you can move him by February. Fuck yeah, dude. So let's let him just play. Let's let him play, right? He has his fun. The thing is, don't nobody like that motherfucker. <laughs> nobody on the team likes him anyways. I'm, I'm hoping he goes off. Now, I want to say this. On Which the record. It's going to suck if he finally starts doing good. Because I was here. such a, like, mirror chips, like, now. you can do it. And I was, like, the last person to be, When like, he was a rookie, all, I, all on his dick. And then he fell off, and he got kind of scared, and he started playing scared. And, like, yeah. hey, man, too bad it didn't work. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Keep playing well. We'll We will send you to a situation with people that you like. Let's send him to the Spurs. I wonder if Hoiberg... He can play with Powell. Yeah. He loves Powell. I wonder if Hoiberg was like, hey, just go off. That's it. They want we'll you... get you to, out of here. I'm like... And you will get paid. Yeah. I, Fred Hoiberg is like, I'm going to design the rest of these. Because he's not amazing, but he has done a lot better as a coach. Better system. I mean, the right system for better not better fit players. He's not got better players, players that fit People better, that can yeah. stretch the floor. Young guys who can run. Yeah. It's better for him. He looks fine. Yeah. It's fine. I could give a fuck about Hoiberg. And I, I think he's he's done a, a surprisingly good job at like you know uh you know, developing the younger players. I'm just I'm just like saying like, oh hey Hoiberg, I, I bitched about you a lot, but right. you're doing a lot better than I expected, so congrats. Yeah. I, I so I, I best case scenario, we trade him. I think if he plays at this level, if you look at the last couple of trade down lines, you see a lot of these guys who just play really well who end up getting like Traded for first round picks for teams that want to make the playoffs. Like, let's send him to Toronto. Let's send him to Washington. Let's send him to some of these teams who need guys who can stretch the floor and get a pick out of it. We need players. Yeah, we need players. The for Bulls sure. need players. Let him do young his thing. Ones. Let him ball out. Let's get picks. Let's yeah. get picks or young players on good contracts. That's what we need. Yeah, that's what we need. Trade him to Toronto for I don't know Norman Powell. They probably wouldn't do it, but that's somebody who I'm like, oh, yeah, bring him over. Yeah. We don't have a two-guard. Oh, well, we got Zach Levine. We got Zach Levine. And if all goes right, we'll get Doncic next year, so we'll have a small forward. Sure. We'll really – our big thing will be like a center position. Fuck it, dude. Unless you throw Markin at the center and make Bobby your Trade into Toronto for Jakob Pertl. (laughs) Him – trade him and Robin Lopez to the Raptors for Jakob Pertl and a first-round pick. Why not? I will, I'm just saying, oh, uh, well, because they got a Baca and Valanchunas out there already. They've got a couple guys. They've got a couple yeah, guys. Yeah, I guess. Because, yeah, I can't really think of who they got at four that they would need. Nah, I mean, so yeah. I guess and they've got um, uh, OG Ananobi who's been playing out of his fucking mind. Like, he's yeah. defensively has been incredible, and even offensively. Surprisingly, yeah. Surprisingly good. Um, anyways, the good Bulls, class. Bulls are ahead of schedule. I'm really pissed off, but I'm hoping that it turns out in, it turns into a first round pick for Miritich. That's yeah. what I'm hoping for. Um, next on the agenda, uh, do you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, let's go straight in. Why don't it. you open it? Boom, up, boom. I don't know enough about this. Um, pretty much what's happening is the beginning of the year. I feel so bad. I can't remember the, the guy that the GM for the Kings for a while there. Oh God. Um, I know. Vladi Divac. No, is he? No, he is actually. Somebody I else got hired there. I yeah, forgot the guy's name. I don't remember the guy's name, but the guy was, that was there, you know, told all the veterans that they ended up picking out that we're gunning for the freaking... Uh, like playoffs, we want to be in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and they're 
Like, yeah, let's do it. And they you gotta got to sell that to these guys. Though. You got Zach Randolph, yeah. Vince Carter, and George Hill out of it. Yeah. Three veterans. And the whole everyone's like, yeah, this is the perfect sort of like they can teach the these young guys who look like they're ready to go. Yeah. Especially like after Summer League in the first, you know. Well, yeah, opening so. the season. De'Aaron yeah. Fox looked incredible. Yeah. He's been and, on a downswing, but he's, he's looked pretty solid. Yeah. And so like. You're like, oh man, they might actually be able to train and you know make these guys better while yeah. actually being able to get to the playoffs. And they have shit the bed almost as bad as Memphis, not mm-hmm. as bad, mm-hmm. uh, but they're ju- I think just above Dallas and the Suns, uh, and then yeah. they're behind everybody else. Yeah, they're pretty bad. They're, they're not doing currently. Very well. They are the. 11th best team in the league? Yeah. Right? 12th best team in the league. Yeah, they're not doing so They're not great. great. They're 13 and a half games behind yeah. Houston. And in, you mean in the Western Conference, not right. the league. Right, in the Western Conference, um, sorry. But, yeah. like they're way better than the fucking Bulls are. Yeah. Duh. Eh, not way better. But, but they're, they're doing not very good. No. And George Hill is a little angry. He is not having it. What did he expect? Apparently to make it to the playoffs. Not a chance, dude. Look at you're in the Western Conference, bro. Yeah, you're gonna, you're you're telling me that you're gonna ride Zebos back to the fucking playoffs. Yeah, and that's crazy because the thing about it, I just wanted to like bring it up quickly. I don't have like a bunch to say about it, but like they they don't even have like it doesn't even seem like they have like a game plan set up right now. They're just kind of like throwing shit and seeing what sticks. They took Buddy Heald finally out of the starting lineup, and all of a sudden he's starting to do good again because uh, I think he might. I hope not. I hope more for him. But the owner of the Kings said he was going to be his generation, Steph Curry. I think he might be his generation's like Jamal Crawford, <laughs> not even, or, dude. or like not like even. Lou Williams, he like might a be, guy who's going to be able to shoot. Like he crazy. might be his generation, Seth Curry. Like he's Seth just Curry. not good. He's not good. <laughs> they, they picked he's the wrong so Curry. Bad. He's so bad. But here's my thing. What they did was smart. They got a lot of veterans to put around all these young players to nurture these young players. Yeah. You put George Hill, who's a long, lanky, defensive-minded forward uh, guard, guard yeah. next to De'Aaron Fox. You put Zebo there, who everybody fucking loves Zebo. We'll talk about him more here in a second. But Zebo's there but to nurture you know Scal, what? to nurture Harry Giles, to nurture Willie Cauley-Stein. Yeah. Vince Carter's there to nurture Buddy Heald and all these other guys. They're there to teach and, them and how to be guys. professionals. Yeah, but for some reason... They were all sold that they were going gunning for the playoffs. Never gonna apparently. Happen. You have to tell them that. Yeah, which you have is to tell them that. but I you, I don't know why you said like all these like players and thought it and you already brought it up how hard the freaking uh Western Conference oh God, is. Yeah. The Western Conference I'm watching these I've been because of League Pass, shout out to League League Pass, sponsor us. Uh sorry I flubbed your, your name for a second there. Yeah, but it's a bad sponsor reader. Yeah. Um I've been watching a lot of uh Pelicans games, and as a, it's like ridiculous. Anthony Davis and Demarcus Cousins are so good; they are amazing. Yeah. And I don't even think the Pelicans are gonna like; they're just gonna make it, maybe, and get the shit kicked out of I them. I mean, the if the playoffs round. were to happen today, they'd be in the playoffs. Like, if they were to start today, they'd be the seventh overall seed playing Golden State. Which, honestly, who's eight? Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma City. As oh, of yeah, like yeah. yesterday. Now, here's the thing: because Utah starts was falling off there. If you put New Orleans against Golden State in the first round of the playoffs. New Orleans, not great. But Golden State's biggest weakness they is down low. They can't stop those two, man. Is down low. Yeah. They have, who are they going to? They're going to put Draymond on on AD and Zaza, Zaza and, and Boogie. Or JaVale. Right? Or KD. If KD has to go up against Boogie, You're in I trouble. will feel sad for like a second. So you put you put KD on a on on AD. Although KD on AD, 
and Draymond on Boogie. Boogie and KD would be a fun series because, I mean, just that they last game, they, <laughs> Boogie it. was giving them the stare down. So, oh, my God. So that's a good segue because Boogie's been bullying people all his entire career. He's big. He's strong. He's mean. He's a bully. Yeah. Until last week, <laughs> him and Zebo got into it. The Pelicans were playing the Kings, and uh, they were lining up for free throws. And Zebo said... And I quote, where I'm from, bullies get bullied. In my hood, bullies get bullied in reference to our man, Boogie Cousins, which I want to talk about that because... Boogie the bully? Well, Zebo forever was basically... Yeah. He was Boogie. Yeah. He was Boogie until he got older and more mature and like chilled out. I'm going to mess up the stat, but I remember it being hilarious that... That a stat that I read that was like it was like oh everyone's constantly saying that Boogie's like a hard head and, and right. a bully. Uh, this season ended with Boogie Cousins getting seventeen uh, ejections in yep. the season. Yep. I think it was like I forget which season they said, but there was a season that Rasheed Wallace had something like thirty-seven ejections in a season. It was ridiculous, and they're like, and nobody was ever like complaining about how much of a bully Rasheed Wallace right, was. Right, right. And I was just like, that's such a good. He was boy. never a bully. He was just a hothead. Yeah, he was just a hothead. But he was the best hothead. He oh, was the best hothead. Ball don't lie. <clears throat> it was so funny to see, like, to see Boogie get punked by Zebo. Oh, it was just because Zebo, he's a vet now, man. He's just yep. chilling. He's doing his thing. He's made his mark on the NBA. He's got all that weed money. Every every <laughs> 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 weed money. He's good, man. He's gonna be chilling in uh, Colombia soon, dude. Yeah, just hanging out. Him and him and uh, and uh, El Chapo are gonna yeah. be hanging out in Mexico, you know, uh, or maybe in Medellin, and uh, just hanging out, sl- slanging gonna, all sorts of shit. They're gonna call him the uh, Baba Yaba Slayer. Oh wait, no, that's not what it is. Wasn't John Wick the boogie? No, uh, boogeyman. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no. Baba Yaba. Baba Yaba. You're the worst. You never watched John Wick? I've seen both of them. Yeah, I don't know what the yeah. fuck you're talking about. What the, what they <clears throat> say for uh for the boogeyman? I don't know. He's the boogeyman. Ah, no, he's the fucking boogeyman. He's the Damn boogeyman. It, I gotta Google it. Oh god. Well, while you're googling it, I want to move on to the next topic here. Um, so we've talked about. OKC, we've talked about people getting traded. We talked about this a little bit last week, too, in terms of, like, the quarter of the year awards. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. So, they're going to be calling Zebo the Baba Yaga Slayer. Well, okay. Yeah, Baba <laughs> Yaga Slayer. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, Victor Oladipo. Oladipo has been crushing it Victor over the last Oh my depot. Um, Victor Oladipo has been on a motherfucking tear over the last couple of weeks. Is making that trade look a lot more even than it initially had. So, couple of questions. Question number one: Do you think the Pacers are, or do you think the Thunder is regretting what they did in trading Oladipo and Demontis Sabonis, who's been playing really well? He's he's had a real good for Paul George. For Paul George. See, I don't know because, like, I think those two players fit in that Pacers system so well. There is no system. They are the system. Exactly. (laughs) It's so easy over there. They are the system. Let them go. It's that, and then they're like, Boyan, chuck a three. That's it. I got it. Miles Turner, just do your thing, dude. Stretch the floor. Dunk on him. Get him. Dunk on him. Everybody thought that was going to be Miles Turner's team. Now Oladipo is just taking over. I 
I love his little like every single time at the end of the game and pace he just starts pointing at the floor and he's like, This is my house. Dude. This is my house. And I'm like, oh my God. He's been so good. It's been so much fun Incredible. watching him. Incredible. Um I never thought at the beginning of the year, if you would have been like, Nikki, you ready to uh league pass some Oladipo games? I would have been like, no, shut up. Dude. Fucking weirdo. That's what I'm saying. And he now was- I'm like, oh my god. It's funny though, because like they were talking about this on the Ringers NBA podcast too, where it's just like there's been a, there's been only a few players in NBA history that like six years into their NBA career they finally figured it out. Like Chauncey Billups is like one of those people that comes to mind, which is like late in his career, like oh oh now oh, he's okay. amazing. You know, like T Mac was like always good, but like late in his career, it's like oh he's one of the greats. Like yeah. he's one of the best in the league. So like there's only been a few people ever to be like. A couple years into the career where you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, they've arrived. Yeah. They're ready. Here they like, are. The kid gets drafted at fucking, what, 21? I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's not crazy yeah, to I think. think he's like, like 25 now, right? Yeah, yeah he might be I like 26. So. I mean, I, he was definitely, I think he was like a junior, maybe a sophomore in college when he got drafted. Yeah, maybe. But like, he's been playing out of his mind. So the question was like, okay, Paul George was definitely going to leave. But for the Thunder, it's like, you signed Oladipo to an extension. You, you traded for DeMontis Sabonis. If you keep them under your control and you build them next to Russ, maybe. But at the same time, can those two be as good as they are now if they're playing with Russ? Uh, and that's the thing. Does, that, does Russ let them grow into the players that they've become with Indiana? Yeah, and I don't think so. And Not he is, chance. in fact, 25. See? Oh, um, he's so young. 25. So well, young. he's about to, he's two, 25 and 224 days. So he's, his birthday is probably what, May 4th. Yeah, he's coming up. Ooh, May the 4th be with you. Day, befo- day before Poppy's birthday. Yeah, that's um, also what it is. I should have thought of like our father's birthday, but I thought of a Star Wars reference. You don't care about family. I do. Um, I thought about that and also Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Also, a lot of stuff, man. Also, dad's birthday. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just Oladipo's been playing amazing. He's going to be an also this year. Definitely gonna be an All Star. Uh, I think so too. Yeah, as as, as it Especially turns out, in the fucking Eastern Conference. Well, not only that, but this season he's probably one of the top 20, 25 players in the NBA. Uh, yeah, he might be top fifteen. Who knows? Mm, that's uh, a top stretch. twenty. Top twenty. I'll say. Top I 20. give him top twenty. Yeah, it's definitely that good. <laughs> we both are like, yeah. That's no. not stretching. He's been incredible. It's really nice to see Indiana's got to be psyched because everybody shit all over them during mm-hmm. the offseason. Like, oh, you got fleas, this and one, that. I was about to say, it's weird that you said that because I was like, I remember you even like. When we when it happened, you started off the podcast by saying like, "I'm tired of people saying fleece." I mean, he's not- which I was like, and he even said he was like, "It's not a fucking terrible trade." No, I completely. It agree. could have been so much worse. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It, it's the the hard thing is like Paul George, based on the way that things have gone in OKC up to this point, he could leave. He yeah, could leave. He and, could. And you had Oladipo. Under your control for at least the next four years. So now Indiana has him on a fairly team-friendly contract. You have some bonus on a rookie contract. You have Miles Turner. Is Miles Turner still on a rookie contract? Yes. It'll okay. be coming up soon. He's probably but, has an Yeah, but he'll be making say. some money soon. But he hasn't been so good that his contract's yeah. going to be a max contract. Like He's going to be good, but not great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but anyways, it, I, I'm just impressed. Honestly, Like they, everybody that talks about Oladipo says how, how hard of a work he is. Remember over the summer, they're like, in like six weeks, he transformed his body because he went yeah. keto and shit. And well, they like, also talked about like for Victor Oladipo. I was reading about it. Like literally, they told him when he needed to stop eating, and he was like, "Okay," and Done. he just stopped Done. eating. Exactly. Yeah, he was like, Whoa. Exactly. <laughs> and that's Crazy. the that's the kind of motherfucker that you're like. This is the guy I want to I put my my, yeah. my 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 franchise on. You want all that? You got these other two guys are doing great. 
you know, as sort of like a second maybe and a third star. Uh, and then, you know, you get your Metal World piece in Lance Stevenson. <laughs> so. so here's my last question. Is is this the new Victor Oladipo or is this the current Victor Oladipo? Do we think that this is something that can sustain itself? Or is it like, man, remember that one season that Victor Oladipo was incredible? Off. Yeah. Where he averaged like I, 24 points a game? I don't know. I think he might – it might drop a little bit. Sure. But I kind of hope it doesn't because I would love for like – you know, Indiana's like such like – it just makes you think of like, although they don't, it's not, it's actually uh, Pittsburgh, but it just makes me think of like steel factories and sure. like blue collar sure. workers. I mean, it is blue collar. It's a blue collar. You know, it's crazy blue collar. And it's like, statistically, it's like such a, like a right in the middle state. I think it was like some, right. like the 22nd state to, uh, to 22nd state to become a state, you know, like it's like such a like right in the middle of America for everything that they need that like middle of America star. I can't wait to get a fact checker. <laughs> I'll look it up. The fact checkers will be like, oh, Indiana is actually the 34th state in the country. I'll look it up right now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, anyways, it's, it's, it's been really impressive to see what Victor Oladipo has been able to do. Um, I hope it keeps up. They're one of the biggest surprises in the East this year, honestly. Like, yeah. to, to, everybody was like, ah, they'll be interesting-ish, but not great. And they've been like substantially better than anybody thought they were going to be. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about today, and we talked about this a little bit last week, um, so Joel Embiid played. Oh, I was so close. <laughs> it was the nineteenth. I said twenty second. That's pretty so close. That's All right, kudos to you. Kudos also, to it's you. the seventeenth most populous. So seventeenth most people live. It's right in the fucking. It's like so really? close to the middle. Seventeenth. That's yeah. crazy. Um. So Cat played against Joel Embiid last night. Joel Embiid went off, kind of put him to bed, and ended up putting a post on Instagram, uh, something to the effect of. We went to Minnesota last night and, you know, put a whooping on him, essentially. Uh, hold on. Let me pull up the Instagram post that Embiid put out last night because it was pretty I, funny. I was listening to you, but I was also spending a bunch of time just looking so, at more Indiana facts. <laughs> so Joel Embiid comment, or put a caption on his picture, Euro-stepping our way through Minnesota, and we ended up raising the cat last night, uh, <laughs> which, of course, cat is the... Uh, Karani Towns acronym. Cat then responded. The caption that caption was as trash as your picture. Shout out to Matt Reed. That sounds very similar to how he shout out uh, Furious Spoon about their lack of salty yep. ramen. <laughs> Joel Embiid then responded at Carl Anthony Towns. Better quality than your defense. Boom! Roasted you bitch. You stupid bitch. You catty bitch. Um. Anyways, so this has been a topic of conversation all season because. Minnesota's been good, not great, pretty much the entirety of the season. They're like right in the middle of the pack. They're like fourth, fifth, depending on the day of the week in the Western Conference. They're right in the middle of the pack. Um, and the reality is, is like while they're the fourth best team in the league or in, in the Western Conference, they haven't been good. They're just not good. Yeah, it's – and again, there's like the whole thing that Thibodeau's only fucking playing eight players – he keeps doing it, dude. He it's, never grows. I'm like, oh, come so this on, is the thing, man. When he was, could, that's such an easy fix. When he was here, I was like, and Yo. he's the one who's choosing the fucking players now. Dude. So he should know that and get the better players. I'm telling you, like when Tibbs was here, I was like, "Yo, Tibbs is my man. He's the best coach in the NBA. Yeah. Incredible. Look what he's done with these guys. Look what he did when Derrick Rose went down. Look what he did. He's an incredible coach. But now, 
he's kind of running into the same shit where like he's got a lot of depth more so than he had in, in more so than he had in Chicago. I mean, we in a lot of cases, mob. yeah. But the bench mob didn't have like Jamal Crawford. It didn't have like Gorgie 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 Dang. Like Gorgie they didn't Jang. Gorgie Jang. Uh, and Bielitsa. He's doing, he. I mean, he's injured right now, but yeah. He's, but they've they've got you know. depth that we didn't have. Yeah, and you know. He's he's got to he's got to exploit it. He's got Jeff Teague and Tyus Jones. Like he's got all these guys. He's got depth, but he's basically Jimmy Butler's still playing like forty two minutes a game, yeah. man. It's crazy. Like the, the it's like it's so sad because everybody says that their defense is shit, but maybe their defense is shit because they're playing forty two minutes a game and they're tired. Know, they they give up, and I I know this fact because I legitimately read it today. A hundred and four, like their uh, defensive rating or whatever is one hundred and fourteen. Uh, in the fourth quarter, it's the worst in the league. I believe it. In the fourth quarter, they all just and if they go no overtime, whew. it's over. They're tired. It's, They're literally tired at yeah. the end of every game. But anyways, Cat has been. So everybody agrees that Cat is a generational talent. Yes, generational talent. Offensively, yeah. This whole season, though, in college, they they always still talked about how good his defense was, and it's just like disappeared now. But it's easy to be good at defense in college. True, it's all Especially about timing. when you're that size. Exactly, it's all about timing. He's that fast. He's that big. Easy. When you get to the NBA, you're playing against guys that are similar sizes, similar speeds, even faster in some faster, cases. Faster, stronger sometimes. Exactly, and now you he, he's he's strong. Don't get me wrong. Well, just, but then you go up against a guy like Joel Embiid who puts you to sleep, like just just takes you to school, oh and like God. Joel Embiid does it on both ends of the floor. You yeah. know what I mean? And we had this conversation last week about Cat. Being top five in the NBA in terms of big men today, but also like, you know, he's falling down the list. Because last season, everybody's like, if I had to start a franchise today, it would be with Carl Anthony Towns. Not anymore. It's slipping. Who would you choose? If I had to start a franchise today, mm-hmm. Giannis. Giannis? Yeah, that was mine. It was either him or Ben Simmons. That's a good one. He Only hasn't come a up a lot. Younger. He hasn't come a lot. But I would I mean, say... I, don't get me wrong. Joel Embiid's amazing. But for some reason, I just think of Giannis and Ben Simmons. Well, let's not forget, Kevin Durant is 27. Yeah, I know. Kevin Durant is 27. And isn't Kyrie 25? Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't take Kyrie over Giannis, though. No, I wouldn't either. I'm just saying. But Katie's 27, maybe 28. Yeah. Pretty young. Yeah. Pretty young. If I had to start a franchise today, let's say he gives me seven good years, it's a good head start. Isn't it 34? Yeah, I guess that's true. It's a good head start. Yeah, and it, but the thing is, they do talk about it. Uh, on average, your peak is twenty eight. Sure. Yeah. In the NBA. Yeah. So definitely. So that means you get the best you get from Kevin Durant next season, right? And right. most likely it goes down from there. So now, obviously, there's people that go past that. Well, who would you pick? I said Gian- Giannis or Ben Simmons. Oh, you did say that. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Sorry. That's what I'm saying. I, I I love Kevin Durant. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's just. A little too, too late to start an entire franchise with them. What about Kristaps? Oh fuck, Porzingis. Oh, Porzingad. Oh, Godzingis. I mean, stop man. Isn't he Lithuanian? Uh, he's Latvian. Latvian. Damn yeah. it, wrong Al. Uh, anyways, I have a I have a genuine concern that the definition of Cat's career is going to be man. He was so good offensively. Yeah, and he's so bad defensively. Yeah. I'm very concerned that, like, three years in, he hasn't figured it out. Yeah. And that... Not good. And Tibbs wasn't there the first first year. He wasn't there the first he year. Was, you know, I know, but he's been there for the last two years. We shall see. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking hoping. I really hope that it he was weird it how well it worked in Chicago defensively right. through through Tibbs. Right. And I don't know why all of a sudden it's not working. You don't have the Minnesota. anchor. You don't have this. You don't have the anchor down low. We had Joakim. They don't have a Joakim. Yeah, I mean that's what it comes down. Cat's to. supposed to be said Joakim. I guess technically now the Joakim is Taj. I've heard arguments that part of the reason why Cat has had so much trouble on defense is because he's really a four playing the five, and maybe like. He just can't guard fives. Like you put him against a Drummond, Drummond's gonna he's gonna put him to sleep. Like, he he's gonna knock him out. He's gonna take him out. Yeah, he's just so much bigger than him. He's stronger yeah. than him. You know. So that means instead of dealing with the Drummonds and like you know the Marcus Sauls of the world, he's gonna be dealing with not this season, but eventually Blake Griffin. He'll be he would deal with Dario Saric a bunch. Mm, Dario Saric ain't playing the five. No, the four. Oh, the four. Because then that's AD. That's Kristaps. Yeah, sure. That's. Now. Jabari Parker or maybe Giannis because they've been throwing him at the four or sure, five. Sure, I don't know. Cat's been good, not great. Yeah, through the, la- the last two seasons. Yeah, the last two seasons. His he, rookie season was so good. A little bit. That's what. But this is so funny because like if you took his numbers, pull up his numbers. Pull up his numbers. If you took his numbers this season, last season, and you look at those numbers, you're like, oh my god, this is one of the top ten players in the NBA. Like, his rookie season, his numbers amazing. were so... Like, his numbers, the only person who had ever done what he had done as a rookie was Shaq. Yeah. And it's like, you look at those numbers, and you think to yourself, like, oh my god, this is going to be the next great player, so let's, the best player in his class by far. So last season, he was averaging 37 minutes a game. This we'll go se- to the big three stats. Oh, okay, well... Points, rebounds, assists. Okay, do you care about percentages at all? No. Okay. Points? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. use percentages. Sorry. All right, field goal percentage last season, uh, 54%. This mm. season, 52%. Okay, now He was 37 from three. This year, he's 36. Okay, pretty on par. Yeah, pre- it's not that bad. And 37 for a five is incredible. Yeah, 83% from the free throw last year, 85 this year. So that's, that's nice. That's great. Total rebounds last year, 12.3. This year, 11.8. Pretty close. Assists, 2.7 last year, 1.7 this year. Mm. Steals, 0.7 last year, 0.8 this year. Block both years, 1.3. Okay. And then this year, last year, points 25.1. This year, 20.1. But that's also because Jimmy Butler. sharing the ball with Jimmy. Yeah. So, but this is what I'm saying. And like, to an extent, Jeff T. If you look at those numbers, Jimmy. if you look at those numbers, you just think to yourself, like, holy shit, this is a top 20 player in the NBA. Yeah. But the defense is holding him back so much. Yeah. So, so much. I just hope he gets it together. I really hope he gets it Because I love, I, love, I love watching him he's play. He's fun to watch. I love watching he's him fun play. To watch. Yeah, he's great. Anyways, um, that's all I have for today. Anything you want to plug before we wrap up here today? Breath Boom at the Athenium Theater, 7.30s on Thursdays, Fridays, mm-hmm. Saturdays, mm-hmm. and Sundays. Unfortunately, this is the final week. Last weekend. So, fr- Friday and Saturday is 7.30. Sunday, it's 3.30. My bad. Uh, so, you guys want to go see it tomorrow, Friday, or today if you're listening to it. Saturday, Sunday, go do it. It's, uh, it's a drama. So I'm just going to say that. There are funny moments in it, though. There's some really funny parts, but it's also a drama. It gets yeah. sad, and it gets real. Uh, follow us on Facebook, um, NBA Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, NBA underscore podcast. Um, I'm trying to get an Instagram account together, but I'm having trouble with it. It doesn't matter. Mm, Anyways, um, follow us on Twitch, the Yay Network. Um, yeah, um, per usual, subscribe, uh, uh, comment, review. Um, that's what gets us up in the ranking. So if you're listening and you haven't yet, from the bottom of our hearts, we would really appreciate it if you would yeah. just give us a rating 
and a review. Uh, it helps us get into the rankings so that more people can find us and uh, and more people can listen to us. So um, well, we miss Matt today, but we'll have him back next week. Um, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. We're out.